welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And this is your British culture quiz episode. Mine? Yeah. We're <laughs> okay. quizzing you on British culture. Okay, bring it on. No. I think I know all the British culture. I seem to recall that we did another quiz not all that yeah long ago. we did i was thinking was... about that just now and i was like have we done this before what, what are we talking oh, I, about i'm sure we've done this but i can't remember what before oh i think it was on the what was it on i don't know it was on Mon... places or something uh, wasn't it and i was bragging yeah. <laughs> bragging bragging i think yes 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 now i remember i can't remember yeah. what yeah. thing i can't i can't remember what the quiz was about but i remember to start i was just bragging bragging like oh i'm gonna get all of these right and oh, i knew like all his you, you like yes i think I and you're like just like what nothing. i don't know where this is this isn't easy what's going on here oh. <laughs> well we are getting this from the londonschool.com Okay. It's a British culture quiz. Okay. So we might, you might be able to play along. We'll see. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you guys I mean, play. Yeah, yeah you, play, you guys play along. Just pause it after you ask the pause question. Pause it after I ask the question and then think and then say, you know, the answer. And then we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll do the answer. And then let us know how many you got right at the end. Yes. <laughs> let's see. Let's see, um, you know. And these if are if multi- I don't know as much, and as these I are think. multiple choice too. So oh well, that's gonna be easier, isn't it's it? It's easier for you, yeah. I think. Yeah, maybe. Why are you making that face? <laughs> I because I had a load of like quiz, um, quizzes. I was gonna make it like political and culture. Yeah. Because they kind of go in hand in hand. We could do pol- we could do politics in a separate one. I a guess. separate one, yeah. Yeah, sometime. Because I mean, even I don't know British politics these yeah. days. And what? And you were looking at these, and you didn't know the answers. Some of them. Some of them I, I didn't oh, know the answer. Oh, no! So. That doesn't bode well. Because this is learning about <laughs> British customs, norms, traditions, and etiquette. will help you to understand British culture and enable to have a successful interactions in the UK. Oh, my God. Successful interactions, oh, Erica. I'll do fine. This, if this is multiple choice, I'm going to do wonderfully. Oh, wonderfully, eh? What, um, what site was this from? The London School? Londonschool.com. What does that mean? It means it's school in London, I guess. (laughs) It's one of those, I I guess it's an English teaching, and if you want to live in the UK, you can look at this school or go to this school. Okay, let's see how much I know. Question one. Mm. What makes up the United Kingdom? You're going to give me multiple yeah. choice. Okay. Is it Wales, England, and Scotland? Wales, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and the Republic of Ireland? Or is it Wales, England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland? Which one? It's Wales, England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Yeah! Submit the answer. You are correct. The, the best... Um, explanation I've ever heard for it is to say it's Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Mm. Because so many people think Great Britain and the UK are the same thing, and I always did. Great Britain, UK, and some people even think England is included in that, that Uh. that the three of those things are the same thing. But England is a country, Scotland is a country, Wales is a country, Depends Argu- who you arguably. ask. Arguably. Depends who you ask. Um, do, is Northern Ireland considered separate from Ireland as a country? Yeah, yes. 
yes, country it's, of Northern Ireland. Because it's part of the UK, so it is a country on its own now. Okay. You know, if it's part of the UK, the Republic of Ireland is a country in its own right. Mm-hmm. It's also part of the EU. Because I never used to be able to remember either. I think even even as recently as doing these podcasts, yeah. I could never remember which part of Ireland was part of the UK. But Wales is a country, Scotland is a country, England is a country, Northern Ireland is a country, Great Britain is just the mainland. Yeah, just the, ma- the, just the mainland. Attached. Yeah, just the ones that are attached. So Scotland, that. England, yeah. and Wales. And then you have Ireland, which is made up of the Republic of Ireland and Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. And then the United Kingdom are the kingdoms of Great Britain and Northern Ireland only. And the, I Brit- win. And the British Isles are the whole bloody lot of it. <laughs> um, yes, the United Kingdom of Great Britain was formed in 1707, and in 1801, Ireland joined Great Britain. In 1922, the south of Ireland withdrew from this union and became a sovereign republic, whilst Northern Ireland remained part of the United Kingdom. Mm. So, there we go. There we go. Question two. Hey, question number one goes to Erica. Yeah. So this is a 20 questions. So. Okay. Which title do many British women use to avoid indicating whether or not they are married? What? Which title do many British women use to avoid indicating whether or not they are married? Uh, is it Mrs., Miss, or Ms.? MS. Which one do they use to avoid? Yes, indicating whether or not they are married. Okay. I know this one. I well, mean, this is I mean, this has nothing to do with British women. This yes, is, it is. This is English British speaking. British women are women. But I mean, this is... This They're is, the only women. This is all women in English speaking <laughs> places around well, the world. Well, this is the London school. This is the one. <laughs> this this is, is a silly question because this is true in America also. It's Ms. Yes. You say Ms. and then you don't know. Shall we see? Are they married? Are they single? You are correct. Are they widowed? You know, whatever. Mrs. is used by married women and Miss by single women, but many women prefer using Ms. as it doesn't reveal their marital status. They want to keep it on the down low. They want to keep shady. It's like, am I married or am I not? That is a bit shady. What's what's the reason for that? I I only like to be called Miss. I love how you you pronounce it Ms. Ms. Because, Ms. I, because, I mean, Miss, you'd sound like Miss, and it's like, oh, Mrs. Ms. We say Ms. Ms. Lay Ms. Lay Miserable. Yes, just like Lay Ms, actually. <laughs> oh, now this one. Question three. This quiz is really silly so far, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, this could be for people who are just looking to come to the UK from... A completely and utterly foreign country, you know. So. Yeah, a non-English speaking. A country. non-English speaking country. Okay. Yes. What is the minimum compulsory school leaving age in the UK? Is it sixteen, eighteen, or twenty-one? The minimum age. The minimum compulsory school leaving age in the UK. Hmm. Sixteen, eighteen, or twenty-one. This one is a little bit tricky because I think... Very tricky. Because I think when you were in school, it was 16, wasn't it? Mm. And I think 
actually in the states you can legally drop out of school legally. at 16 without having like constables you know constables getting you checking up on you and why arresting you, not in school. you. yeah um, causing problems but i seem to think you told me that they recently changed it they... to 18 but is that true all over the uk or just in wales has it become the minimum compulsory school leaving age the minimum I'm going to just stick with 16 because I think okay. that it's 16 is still legal in the United States. So you are correct. Ding, 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 ding. That's three out of 20 so far. It Six, is compuls- 16 is way too young to quit school, by the way. <laughs> it is compulsory to attend school from five to 16 in the UK from 16 to 18. Young people in England must either remain in full-time education at school or college or start an apprenticeship or traineeship. And if they don't, they must. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what happens if they don't? What happens? Oh, terrible things. <laughs> oh my gosh, they must. Yeah, I like that. Question four of twenty. Mm-hmm. Here we go now. Getting serious now. What do the British celebrate on Bonfire Night on fifth of November? I thought this. I had high hopes for this quiz. Well, I could have found a I could have found a harder one for you, and then you would have been like, I don't know, what's that? Mean? I had oh, high hopes. I thought this quiz guy? was going to be really difficult. Oh god, it might get more difficult. We don't know. Right. We don't know. We're only four questions in here. All right. What did the British celebrate on Bonfire Night on the fifth of November? Let's have the options. The failure of Guy Fawkes to blow up the King and the Houses of Parliament, the formation of the United Kingdom, the end of the Great Fire of London. My answer, and the correct answer, is the failure of Guy Fawkes to blow up the king and the houses of Oh! Parliament. Yeah. Your final answer. Final answer, Regis. Ah, you are correct! <laughs> Many British people light bonfires and set off fireworks on the 5th of November to celebrate the failure of a Catholic plot led by Guy Fawkes to blow up the king and the houses of Parliament. In 1605. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. There is a, what was it, a miniseries, or was it a film that we watched? Do you remember with... It um, was a, it was Kid Harrington, yeah. Yeah. Gunpowder, it was yeah, called. Yeah, I recommend he's, that. He, yeah, he's related to someone. <laughs> okay. He's really he's related to one of the plotters <laughs> or something. To someone, no, he's know? related to what he's he's got a, a vested his family he did his DNA or something yeah. on his family tree and he found out he was related to someone. It's an interesting story. I think the character he played actually. And I would recommend it. But it was a little he wasn't bit slow Guy going Fox. at first, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a little bit. It, yeah. Because it's not that interesting and I don't know why people still celebrate it. I mean it's just an excuse, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, question five. Mm. Which of the following nationalities has the largest number of UK residents? Is it Polish, Indian, or Irish? Which of the following nationalities has the largest UK residents? Yes. Meaning? Number of UK residents, yeah. Okay, meaning? Uh, who's, uh, which? Which, yeah. Yeah, which, which nationality nation- is living <laughs> like, in the UK, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is it um, Polish, Indian, or Irish? Okay, now we're yeah, now, now we're getting, getting yeah we're getting difficult. We're, we're now. question five. We're increasing now. the difficulty the, now. The gloves are off. Um, increasing uh, the difficulty setting. Okay, I like that. Um, I like because it could be questions. any it could be any yeah. one of those, couldn't it? 
I want to go with Indian just because they have a larger population in the world than the other two mm-hmm. nationalities. Um, and because the food is so popular in the UK, but that also has to do with um, colonization. So, well, I mean, yeah, but it's also yeah. Um, shouldn't be helping you on these, should I? No, you shouldn't. No, I don't need your help. Thank it you could be much. Irish because they're right uh, there. Oh, it's definitely not Irish. I'm gonna say. How do you know? It's either Indian or because <laughs> that's too like obvious. It's right there. Yeah. Um, uh, Indian or Polish? Indian or Polish? I know that there's been a lot of immigration from Poland. I'm still going to go with the, Indian. I'm in the still early, say in Indian. the early 2000s, there was a lot. All the Polish people came yeah, over when yeah. they joined the EU. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with Indian still. I say Indian. You are correct. According to the 2015 United Nations estimate, there were 776,603 Indians living in the UK compared to 703,000 Polish and 503,000 Irish. There we go. See? Only 503,000. Oh, yeah. There you go. Question 6 of 20. After English and Welsh in Wales... Which language is the most commonly spoken mother tongue in the UK? Ooh. Is it Punjabi, Polish, or French? Oh, gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, oh, they're getting, wow. we're increasing the difficulty setting now as you require. Hmm. I mean, if there's mostly Indian, I mean, if there's more Indian people living in the UK than there are Polish, then... And France was not mentioned at all in the other one. So possibly there's more French people than there are Indians, but I don't see that many French restaurants in every little town that we go in. See a um, lot of bread, though. I'm going <laughs> to go with Punjabi. Punjabi? Mm. All right. Oh, no! You are incorrect! Oh, no, my first wrong Your one. first wrong! Polish was the right answer. And Polish was found to be spoken by 546,000 residents of England and Wales in the 2011 census. Wow, I guess probably well, more Indians speak English. They can speak English probably yeah. more often than Polish people can speak English. And it goes a trick question. Ah, uh, that was a trick question. Yeah. yeah, they put it right after the the other one, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> trying to trick me. Yeah. All right, I like that these are getting harder, though. Yeah, they're increasing in difficulty mm. each question is going to be asking you things soon. <laughs> all right get on with it <laughs> question seven mm. what is the most prominent religion in the uk is it anglicanism which is the church of england catholicism or islam oh gosh i think this one might be a trick question also. <laughs> yes it's definitely not Catholicism because Queen Elizabeth I got rid of all the Catholics in jail. Uh, um, yeah. Anglicanism, yes. the Church of England, apparently you are born, you're a born member of Church of England if you're born, born in Britain. Born in there, born into it. <laughs> um, but if they're basing this question off of what do people identify as if polled... I'm going to guess that there might be more, there 
there might be more Islam than Anglicanism. Hmm. Yeah. It's very tricky, this one. Very tricky. Oh, geez. Yeah, because I know not too many. Um, oh, could this be your second wrong answer? I'm going to say Islam. Okay. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Islam. Let's see, yeah. shall we? You are incorrect. It was a trick question. 20% of the population affiliate themselves with the Church of England, but 50% of all British pop of the British population do not regard themselves as being part of any religion. British Social Attitudes Survey 2017. So it's only 20% of the population affiliate themselves with the Church of England. Yeah. Whereas 50% don't consider themselves religious. But so then there's even less than 20% Islam. Catholicism and Islam. Yep. Hmm. There Interesting. It's it's a godless place. <laughs> <laughs> Question 8 of 20. Which of the following was not invented in the UK? Peanut butter, chicken tikka masala, or marmite? Mm. This is a trick question. Is it? Mm, or you, is it? Yeah, you don't know. Do not say, um, I do not know. I am going to answer this one rather quickly and just go with peanut butter, because I think that's got to be American. Mm, let's see, shall we? You are correct! Yay! Am I correct uh, about it being American, though? Does it say? Chicken tikka masala is one of the UK's most popular dishes. Although it is a curry, it is credited as having been created in Britain. Some say in Glasgow. Marmite, either loved or hated by the Brits, is a British-born spread made from brewer's yeast. Oh, it doesn't say where peanut butter was invented. I'm sure it's got to be American. We don't know. We don't know where peanut butter came from. <laughs> we it don't might, know. It, we don't know. It might have come from it just space. Appeared. Someone got a jar of peanut butter it just and it just went everywhere. <laughs> it just appeared one day and people started eating it. <laughs> Question 9 of 20. How often is a general election held in the UK? Is it every five years or sooner if the Prime Minister decides? Every four years on the last Thursday in May? Or every five years on the first Thursday in May? Um, mm. I say it's every five years or sooner. Final answer. Final answer? Yeah. Oh, oh no! no! You... You are incorrect. I don't believe that this General is correct, actually. <laughs> it's every five years on the first Thursday in May. General elections take place every five years using the first-past-to-post system. Since the fixed-term Parliament's Act 2011, the Prime Minister cannot call a snap election without a two-thirds majority in a parliamentary vote. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought they could do it just Can't whenever do it. they wanted. Yeah, I mean, if, if they have a majority, but... Snap election? No, you've got to you've got to do the the wait the wait five years thing. Huh. Interesting. So we're on question ten now. Which of the following is considered poor etiquette in the UK? Eating lunch at your desk, arriving at someone's house to say hello uninvited, <laughs> or arriving for dinner at someone's house fifteen minutes late. Oh, that's poor etiquette anyway. Yeah. All of them are poor etiquette, I think. <laughs> really eating lunch at your desk? Why is that poor etiquette? That's just... I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, let's just leave me alone. 
um, arriving at someone's house to say hello uninvited. I mean, if that's poor etiquette, then pretty much all Texans have poor etiquette. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. They just come to the house and say hello, and then they go away. Unin- uninvited, though. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, if you waited for an invitation. I didn't invite you to come it- here to say hello to me. <laughs> How dare you? If you waited for an invitation, you know, you would probably never go to anybody's house ever. I mean, I, I mean, how often are people inviting people over? You, you know? should come over to my house. Yeah. No, don't actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. In the UK, which is considered, I think, to me, the worst of these three is arriving late for dinner. 15 minutes late. F- though 15 minutes is not that late, let's be real. It's not that late. But if dinner's on the table at yeah. 5 o'clock and yeah. they're there at 5.15, mm. oh, there's hell to pay. Well, it might be cold. Everybody else is hungry, waiting on you. Yeah, you're waiting. Oh, yeah. So it's a bit of a trick question. So, well, it? that's my personal worst. Yeah. Um, but I think... What is it? Just based on all of these things that go around on the internet, like teaching you about... oh what british people like and what they don't like and so don't, what we like and don't what we wave don't at like. me and when they at, and when don't they wave say, at me when, don't at me and when they say you're right they're not really asking yeah, you if you're all right don't ask about um, it i'm mate. gonna go with arriving at someone's house to say hello uninvited <laughs> you are correct <laughs> the british tend to value their oh, privacy geez. which is true and so appearing on someone's doorstep unexpectedly can be taken as an invasion of this privacy. <laughs> it's always better to let somebody know you're visiting them before knocking on their door. And that's true because if someone used to let me know, say, oh, I'm coming around your house, like, oh, I'd hide. <laughs> I'd knock on the door and I'd be like, oh, oh you come, you're coming over. Oh, you're going to be here in 10 minutes. Okay, boo. And then I just hide. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're going to be here in 10 minutes? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm not. I, I, I was. I was hiding. They just let me know so I can hide and pretend I'm not there. Oh, my God. But it's God. like if you're knocking on the door and I don't know you're there and you might see me through the window, innit? <laughs> and it's just like, you know I'm there then. <laughs> Question 11. It's your six-month review and your boss says to you, I might suggest you consider making a development plan to improve your sales. You feel sure that sales are improving, so what do you do? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Read that again, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's your six-month review, and your boss says to you, I might suggest you consider making a development plan to improve your sales. You feel sure that sales are improving, so what do you do? Do you ignore your boss's suggestion as you feel confident your sales are improving? This is weirdly specific, this question. (laughs) This is very weird. Decide to wait a couple of weeks to see if your sales improve before spending time on a development plan. Or do you prioritize making a development plan as your boss clearly thinks it is important? Okay, and this is asking me what... What this is a what pinnacle a, of British culture. What, if you don't get this wrong. What would a British person do in this in this instance? Okay, um, I think that they might ignore their boss. <laughs> ignore your boss's suggestion as you feel confident your sales are improving. Decide to wait a couple of weeks to see if your sales improve before spending time on a development plan, or prioritize making a development plan as your boss clearly thinks it is important. Um, Which one? I mean, I would think that the correct answer would be prioritize making a development plan. I mean, if that's what your boss told you to do. 
I'm going to go with ignore your boss's suggestion as you're confident that you're Let's see, shall we? Oh, <laughs> it was prioritized. If your manager suggests something, it is probably something that you expected to do. The British can be indirect communicators and often use softer language to give instructions or negative feedback. Okay. It's one of those like, oh, you know, like those very British problems. Yeah. It's one of those things where they were just like, oh, that's good. You and it's like... You might you might want to... Da, da, da. You might want to try this. Yeah. And it's like, no, try this. Yeah. Do this they now. Mean, they mean do it now. Yes. Do it, do it now. Okay, yeah. And here we go, another, another question of it. Question 12 mm. of 20. You have just joined a new job. Your manager sends everyone in the team an email asking for opinions about a big decision that needs to be made. How should you respond? Respond saying what you think as your manager is genuinely interested in your opinion. Respond saying that you know your manager will make the right decision. Assume that the email isn't for you as you are new to the team. I mean, these are just basic work questions. I don't want to really understand what they have to do with Britain. It's like the, the, the British culture. Because, I mean, in America, it's kind of like... If in so, America, if your manager... you should have done... If your boss tells you to do something, you should do it in America also. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> um, I'm not gonna do that. And this one, your manager has asked everybody's opinions about a big decision. I'm that not giving you my opinion. So respond. What, okay. Saying what you think as so your you manager should, so is you, genuinely interested you in your opinion. Obviously, should not assume that the email doesn't apply to you because you're new. Um, should you respond what you actually think or respond? Respond saying you know your manager will make the right decision. I guess respond saying what you think. I mean, that's what he's told uh, you to do. Okay. Let's see. You are correct! <laughs> the British tend to be consensual decision makers. Even though the manager tends to have the final say, it is common for all staff members to input their thoughts before a decision is made. Yeah, what they're saying is, you know, that's, oh, British tend to do that. Whereas, like, maybe an American boss would say, I don't care about your opinion. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't care if we're going to drive this bus off the cliff. Yeah. It's my decision. It's my call. I don't care what you think. Yeah. Get it done. <laughs> drive that bus. Question 13. You are in a meeting with your British team and the debate starts to get quite heated between two team members who start to raise their voices in anger. What do you do? Have I suddenly started a job? You this, have. This, this, this is your. Like, this is your. Uh, this this is your like in, in, of, uh... interview. Do you make a joke to break the tension? Ask them to continue the conversation after the meeting. Tell them who you think is right. Okay, I'm in a meeting. You're in a meeting, two, and two team members two, start two, to raise their voice. In your voices. British team, so yeah. this could be. <laughs> The Bri a do? British team for, like, softball or anything like Maybe that. Make a joke to break the tension. Ask them to continue the conversation after the meeting. Tell them who you think is right. I mean, obviously, I mean, personally, I I mean, might, I know what I would do. Personally, I might make a joke to break the tension, but professionally, you should probably ask them to continue the conversation after the meeting. Although, like, am I the boss of them? Why am I asking them to continue the conversation? You're not the after? boss of me now. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the one asking them to continue their we conversation don't know, after the meeting? Because you are. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, 
Ask them to continue. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to make a joke to see, break the tension because you were incorrect, you see? I'm more British than I Humor think I is am. often used in the British workplace, particularly to break the ice or diffuse conflict. Question 14. You bump into a business acquaintance who says, "We should meet for a coffee soon." What does this mean? It means you're never going to ever meet them for a coffee. That's what it would does mean. Does it mean it. it's unlikely that they will be in touch to arrange a coffee? Does it mean they will probably contact you the following day to arrange to meet for a coffee? Or does it mean they will definitely contact you soon to arrange a time and a place to meet in the near future? I mean, this is the kind of thing you see online all the time. Yes. Claiming that it's just a British thing. This stuff happens in America all the time. People go, we should meet up. Not, oh, only, are the Brexit- Not only are the Brexiteers taking back their country... They're taking back their culture, too. <laughs> Say, oh, cues? Yeah, that's Britain. Yeah. No, jeez. Yeah. Uh, Don't get me not started on cues. Not, not being coffee. Yeah, British. British, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, mate. No, it's so silly because, I mean, obviously this happens in America, too. You run into somebody you used to go to school with and you go, oh, I miss, you know. Yeah, we should have, we should have coffee. We should have a drink sometime. Yeah, we should meet up for lunch. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen you in Radical, so dude. Oh, you look great. We should get together. Yeah. Oh, Nobody intends on getting together. So it's unlikely that it's they will unlikely be in touch. It's unlikely. Touch. Okay, yeah. let's do this. Let's let's rock and roll. Hey, you're <laughs> correct. Your British acquaintance may be saying this as a polite way to say goodbye rather than with any real intention of having a coffee with you. <laughs> Don't be looking too forward to that coffee. Question fifteen. We're on the home stretch now. How should you address senior managers in a British organisation? Oh, jeez. I don't care, you know. Mr. Mrs. Miss Miss and their surname? Sir Madam only? Or by their first name? Um, senior managers in a British organisation. Yeah, should you Mr. slash Mrs. slash Miss Miss and their surname? I mean, I feel like that's really weird. I feel like that's you're in school if you're calling them Mr. or Mrs. It's like Oh Sir Sir I just say by, sir. by their first name, surely. Mr. So and so. You know, I would Mr. So and so I would refer to like, like Mr. Stokes. Cli- like He's a, my boss. I would refer to like a client as Mr. So and so. Yeah. Somebody that I don't work with all but the time. But it's like, or, oh my boss. You know, yeah. Yeah. I would just say, uh, I would have dressed them by their first name. I, I find it weird to call them Mr. So-and-so. Yeah. I don't know. So by their first name? I mean, I, yeah. Yes! Yeah. You are correct! <laughs> it's a bit awkward to call them Mr. Whoever or Bruh. Sir Whoever. I mean, back in the 1950s, maybe, but... British business culture tends to be egalitarian with less importance placed on status and hierarchy. Therefore, it is usual to address everyone by their first names. There we go. Egalitarian. Yeah. Question 16. It is Friday night and you are feeling very tired after your first week in your new job in the UK. Your colleagues invite you to the pub. How do you respond? No. (laughs) Say yes and decide that this is an opportunity to get to know your colleagues on a more personal level. Apologize and promise you will join them another time. Say no, as you suspect they are just being polite. 
I mean, I would just say no because I'm very antisocial. No, I don't want to go to the pub and have to buy a round for all you people who I don't care about. Rounds! I hate rounds! I hate rounds! I'm paying for drinks here. I'm walking here. Ugh. Like, the last thing you want to do is hang out with your co-workers. How ugh. Get drunk, mate! Um, Get lashed! Say yes and decide that this is an over... Ugh. I mean, personally, I would, I would say apologize and promise that I'll join them another time. But it'll be like the coffee; it'll just never happen. Never happen. Mate. That's what that is. What I would do. Never. I feel happen. like the correct answer is probably to say yes because the pub is very important in Britain. So you'd say yes. Yeah, I wouldn't, but that's the right answer. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Socialising with colleagues after work is important in the UK, and the most common place to do so is in the pub. The pub is a great place to break the ice and will help you feel more settled in the workplace. No, thank you. Aww. How sweet. Question 17. Your manager asks, do you have a second? When you are in the middle of something important. How should you respond? Understand this is something important and say, yes, of course. Tell them that you were busy... Ask if you could come back to them later when you have finished what you were working on. <laughs> I love how you're telling your, your your manager. No, I don't. I really don't have a second. Could you bugger off, please? <laughs> nope. I'm busy. Uh, yes, I'm busy. Uh, understand I... this is something important and say yes, of course. Okay, this quiz has gone back to ridiculous. Correct. <laughs> this is an example of British indirectness. British people often use a question to frame an instruction. Do you have a second? Meaning, get in here now. Uh, Question 18. Mm. When meeting a British business partner for the first time, what should you talk about? Make small talk about trivial things such as the weather or your journey to the meeting. Don't initiate any conversation, but let your partner <laughs> take the lead. Ask if they have any children. If so, ask to see the photos. Oh, God. Um, jeez. I, ugh, I absolutely. I know which one, which one. Yeah. I absolutely hate small talk, but obviously it's make small talk. Make small talk. When meeting a British business partner for the first time, yeah. That's correct. When... I would have said don't initiate any conversation, <laughs> but let them take the lead. Yes, that mastering is, that the is art what of you small would do as talk. Well. You would just sit there silently and make them do all the talking. And I'd just be like, I'd just be watching them, and then just talking themselves. I can't into stand a that. Me. I'm sitting there and I'm just like cringing because I absolutely cannot stand small talk, but I also cannot stand awkward silences. So is it's it awkward? Like, is it awkward though? Oh yeah. Um, how long did it take you to get here? Oh, was the traffic very bad? You know. Did you come far? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, small talk is yes. the worst. Oh yes, the weather today. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Oh, you are correct. Mastering the art of small talk will help you with everyday interactions in the UK. So there you go. Like humour, small talk is used to avoid talking about more serious or personal subjects. Keep your small talk neutral and wait for your partners to open up. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, well, I was in a car crash and I've lost my legs. (laughs) That's it now for me. (laughs) Oh, God. Question 19. Which of these is best avoided during a business meeting with British partners? Folding your arms, nodding your head occasionally, making strong eye contact. Why is this all about business all of a sudden? Because it's like you're getting a job. 
in Britain to come to Britain. You know, you get a job. I've come to Britain. You've got to be British in your job. I've gone to the London school and now I'm getting a job and I need to know how to interact with people. Yes. Okay, I get it. Um, So folding your arms, nodding your head occasionally, making strong eye contact. Which of these is best avoided during during a a business business meeting meeting with British partners? (laughs) Making strong eye contact. It's like... Should you have a Just staring staring contest? Um, best avoided folding your arms. I mean, you know, unless you're meeting with body language experts, I don't see why that's a problem. Um, nodding your head occasionally. Oh yes, you got to nod like you're interested in what yes. you're saying. <laughs> Obviously, you don't want to just stare them down. Making strong eye contact should be avoided. You are incorrect. Folding your arms, making firm eye contact and nodding your head show the speaker that you are listening and are engaged. <laughs> However, folding your arms is a sign of lack of interest and boredom. I guess if you you're, don't want to be there. I guess if your eyes are wandering around the room, yeah, it looks like yes. you're not listening to them. Okay, like, I get uh, it. Uh, I thought they meant though, like staring them down, like trying to intimidate them. <laughs> Folding, uh, folding your arms and making strong eye contact is, yeah, it's frowned upon. <laughs> you, look, you look very angry. <laughs> very upset about what Very upset saying. about what's happening here. Question 20. The last one. And we're way over time as well. You have been invited for dinner at a colleague's house at 7pm. What time should you arrive? Around 7.15pm? No! 7pm on the dot... Or just a few minutes before 7 p.m.? I mean, I would be there just a few minutes before 7 p.m. No, I'd be there just a few minutes before 7 p.m. And then I'd wait until seven until 6.59. And then when, as soon as it hit 7, then I'd hit the I bell. Think them being, and I'd be like, I'm there! I'm I, there on, on the dot. I think them being British, they don't want you there early. They don't want you there late, but they don't want you there early because then you have to talk and they might still be getting things ready. They want that awkward silence. So I'm going to say... And you better seven, not fold your arms. I'm going to say 7pm on the dot. Make strong eye contact. I would be there just a few minutes early. Are you going to... Is that what you're going to say? Is that too American? To get know. there a little bit early? I don't know. Shall we see? All right. Let's say what I'll do. Yeah. Ah, oh, what? Hey, hey, hey. Oh. you are incorrect. It The right answer was just um around 7.15 p.m. It's Being a little a late party. for a social engagement <laughs> is acceptable and even expected in the UK. But don't be too late or you risk appearing rude. I mean, So don't turn up at 7.30 and expect. I mean, you things. should always... You shouldn't always be a little bit late. 7.15, they're like, oh, yeah, they'll be here about... Se-. Yeah, because I have, you know, getting together and stuff, and you can't... Oh, I, I organized it for 7, so they'll be here around 7, you know, just like maybe a couple of minutes. Oh, give them some time, yeah, they'll be here around 7.15, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, once it passes 7.30, then they're just like, oh, they're a write-off, get them out I of mean, here. obviously you don't want to get there too early, because they might still be getting everything ready. And then right on the dot, like, oh, 7 p.m., ding dong. You know, that's a bit that's a bit awkward. But but if you're serving dinner, like if it's yeah. a house party, then sure, half an hour late. Yeah, because like, I mean, you cares. know, yeah. Everything's just getting going, you know. But if it's dinner, it's like dinner will be served at 7. You need to be there by 7, I think. I'd be pissed Get off. Get there early. 
get in there. We already did the previous question, though, and and I think 15 minutes was too late, wasn't it? Oh, something, yeah. Yeah. You scored 13 out of 20, by the way. Oh, they're lying. So you won that one. All right, well done. You know something about the UK culture we keep exploring. All right. Anywho. Anywho. Thank you guys so much Thanks for listening. For yes. tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate your support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe we'll do another quiz. Hopefully it won't run on quite as long as this one did. Be sure to check us out on social media. We are at T-Buddy, T-E-A-B-U-T-T-Y on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.